welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm John Forche, and joining me on this episode is Adrian Mizels, CEO and founder of My Planet, a new app designed to simplify and organize your real estate life. Adrian, thanks for joining me. John, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, can you talk a bit about your background first? Sure. Um, I, I say I have a very eclectic background. Um, so I started coding when I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a while ago. It, it was on an old computer. Um, I took my first formal coding class in high school. Um, when I went to college, I was very interested in international relations. My mom is from Budapest um, and is a survivor of two wars. And my best friend in high school, her dad became the ambassador to Pakistan and her stepmom, the ambassador to Slovenia. So I wanted to follow in her stepmom's path and enter the State Department through their legal division to negotiate peace treaties to make this world a better place. So I went to the University of Pennsylvania undergrad. I got two degrees in four years, one from the Wharton School of Business and in International Business, and uh, one from their liberal arts school in European history. Still was involved in computers, had a computer then, up- upgraded to a different computer, um, was doing a little programming. My parents did not have money to send me to law school. I had to finance it on my own. So between college and law school, I worked for three years as a software developer for what's now Accenture used to be Anderson Consulting and Lotus Development Corp. Um, Went to law school uh, and put myself through law school by moonlighting, by coding at nights and on the weekends after my classes and my studies. And then I went to a really large international law firm, and I worked mostly on uh, complex cross-border financings in Latin America and South America. But I was still involved in technology. The partners had heard about my background, and I was the only associate ever on a partner committee, and they asked me to join their technology committee to help them decide the future of technology for the law firm. And after four years of being an attorney, I realized I didn't want to go into government. I didn't want to go down to D.C. So I left the law. And I went back into technology, this time on the business side, and I joined AOL at its height. And um, I was with AOL for many years, as, <laughs> as it went from the most, as the largest internet company in the world to not, not so large. Um, <laughs> um, that, was some, that was some ride, I must say. Um, I bet and, it was. <laughs> and my last role at AOL, I actually, I ended up running their innovation team. And I started working uh, in location-based services really early on in AOL, in in location-based services history in in 2005. And so so location-based services is the fact that we have a GPS uh, sensor in our phone and that's talking to the the GPS satellite so that our phones know where where we were. And back in 2005, there was no smartphone, there was no iPhone, there was no Android. Um, it was those Nokia phones that we all had, but we were getting some data into those phones, and I was like, wow, and I'd heard that the FCC 
was requiring all the wireless carriers to put GPS in their systems because back then people would be dialing 911 on their cell phones and emergency vehicles didn't know where they were. So it was dangerous and also costing a lot of money. So I was like, wow, if we can get location, if we can marry this data that we have on these Nokia phones with a user's location, this is going to be huge. So I put together a large strategy for AOL that I call the AOL Neighborhood, and AOL filed five patents off of my strategy in location-based services that got granted, and Facebook has acquired one of them in the last 24 months. They have filed three more patents off of my specifications, off my, off my invention, and Facebook now is using it um, as part in their artificial intelligence, their, their AI technology. Wow. So, yeah. So that's sort of the, that's the background before I started my planet. Wow. That is a, you weren't joking. That is eclectic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. with many lives. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you were just kind of drawn towards technology, right? Even through law school, even working in law, it pulled you back in, huh? Yeah, like I was the only one in my, well, not the only one, but I was one of very few people in my law school who actually had a laptop where I would take my notes on it. And and back then, there was like maybe one plug in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to strategically sit yeah. through the plug so I could take my notes into my computer. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Wow. So you, it sounds like you were one of the early adopters of, uh, or not adopters, but you saw the early potential of location tracking and using location and technology. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I saw it, and it's ironic because my idea with AOL, um, it was real estate-based initially. That's mm. so Life is so funny, but I had been looking for an apartment in New York. AOL had relocated me from Silicon Valley back to the East Coast, and I was like, there must be a better way. Like, what if I could have a computer somehow in my trunk and as I moved around it would just update the listings that were nearby so I could see what matched my preferences and where they were and then I found out that the FCC was going to mandate that satellite that GPS technology be in the phone and that's that's when I started you know was off to the races was this is going to be a massive opportunity to marry location with data wow that's awesome. Okay, so that was your background. How do we? How did? How did you end up coming up with the idea for my planet? So I mean, it, it, it started with my fascination around location and like what I really, what I love to do is to create technology that helps people in their real world lives. Like I'm not like a content person where like oh, and there's nothing nothing wrong with it, but like you know here's information on a screen and you're sitting at your desk and you know you can scroll your screen up and down. Like I really like creating what I call like utilities or services, and and that's location based services is all about that. And so you know the the early started when I was at my planet um, and then I had left uh, my planet, I'm sorry, when I was at AOL and then I left AOL and um, I took a bit of a life sabbatical and I had traveled a lot and I realized I had place information 
everywhere. I had place information of restaurants on post-it notes and pieces of paper. I had the places I traveled to in my Frommers travel books on my shelf. I had place information in my calendar, right? Like when's the last time I went to the dentist? Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized I had to scroll back in my calendar to see when's the last time I went to the dentist. Why can't I just look like at a dentist record and see all the times I went to the dentist on the dentist record, right? Because I know where my dentist is, right? Right. And that's when I realized the connection between location and time and that, you know, we live in a unified time, location, reality, right? Every time and location are intrinsically tied to every single thing we do. And what I realized is that my data is scattered in all these different siloed applications and they're not connected based on time and location. And actually I'm like really into the brain and the way that we humans think is based on time and location. So I was like, wow, why don't we rethink our data structure and restructure it based on how humans think instead of based on how computers think. And that's what started it. That's what started the idea for it. I had gone to a meeting. I was ready to get another job, and I'd gone to a meeting with, um, I won't mention the company's name, but uh, someone who ran... um, a division. They did, it wasn't an interview because they didn't have a position, but um, they were looking, you know, they were starting an innovation group. And I said, I, you know, I had done this before and told him about the very early idea for my planet. And he looked at me at the end of the meeting and he said, I really like that idea you had. I just might steal it. Huh. And I looked at him and I was like, well, take me with it. He knew I was looking for a job. And he smiled at me, and I said, there's a lot more of where that came from. And he said, good one. And I went home, and I was on the phone with a friend who said, how'd your meeting go? And I was like, blah, 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 blah. And she was a bigwig. She, she ran anti-money laundering for one of the largest banks in the entire world. <laughs> and... Uh, so I told her, you, you know, he said this, he said that, and then he said, I just might steal your idea. And she said, what? <laughs> she said, you're not doing anything right now. Start it. And <laughs> I thought, people, right? And two weeks, two weeks later, um, I had met a woman who had a technology development. They, they created software. She had a shop. And she was just the opposite. And for the military, they did it for the military. She said, don't tell me anymore. She said, put your ideas down on paper. Send me an NDA so that it you know, remains confidential. And, and present it to me and my team. And so I took two weeks and I made a PowerPoint with everything moving because I know how to program, right, and showed all the screens and da-da-da-da. And they were going to invest a quarter of a million dollars on a two-week PowerPoint. And they wanted to have the military rights and I would get the consumer rights. Wow. Right. <laughs> so that's how it started. <laughs> so did that end up happening? Unfortunately, they did not invest because um, their R&D budget was their slush fund, and they had overages yep. in uh, rent uh, office and uh, some headcount, and so it got wiped out. But the fact that they were going to do that, Told me, I already knew that, you know, like sort of in a, like, 
I ran the innovation team at AOL for a couple of years. Like I feel that that's sort of one of, we all have gifts. That's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like innovation. I like seeing ahead into the future. Um, yeah. so I knew, I knew I had, it was just very validating. And so I took that and I ran with it. Yeah. That's a nice vote of confidence. That much money potentially coming to you. Yeah. That's to, awesome. To right. So, and they saw, they saw how it could be used in, in the military. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I assume you never heard from that guy again, right? The one who said he was going to steal your idea? No, I haven't. But I have this little fantasy that one day we'll be on a panel on a stage and somebody's going to ask me, you know, how do you know, what was the impetus to start my planet? And <laughs> lean over and look at him and say, thank you. Uh, we can only <laughs> hope that happens one day. <laughs> right? Still have our fantasy. Uh, that's fine. That's great. Okay, so we've talked enough about, you know, the background of it. Let's talk about some of the key features. Why is this app cool? Why is this app cool? Well, um, so let's talk, I'll talk about the real estate one specifically. Sure. There is a consumer one where, you know, it's just for, it's a life logger. Um, but the for the real estate one, we do something that... We do a few things that no other technology does for real estate. So first of all, when I was doing my diligence to be, you know, when I investigated the real estate industry, and the reason I started actually, we knew that our our consumer app, that the initial target market for us was highly mobile professionals. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had a very early version, an alpha version of the app, and I have a friend who is a real estate agent, and I showed it to her, and her mouth was on the floor, and she said, oh, my God. She said, if you brought the listing data into this app, I would live on it. <laughs> and so I then did my homework, and I pounded the pavement, and I spoke to dozens and dozens and dozens of agents, and I showed them the app that I had, and explained if I brought in listing data, what it could do, and the feedback I got was mind-blowing. It was awesome. And so I said, well, let me go forward and, and, and let's create a version for, for real estate agents. Um, and then, you know, we can create a version for their, their buyer customers. Um, and so that's what we did. So what, so what I realized is when agents are out in the field, and great agents are in the field, right? They're not at their desk. Right. What they're using to record, I took this client to this home, that client to that home, uh, you know, this one liked the kitchen, that one hated the bathroom, is pen and paper. They have notebooks. They have MLS printouts scattered in various folders that they're writing their notes down. And I know, I know that it's, you know, when we write down stuff, you know, in pen and paper, like, we're very attached to it. But it, it's hard, right? They, you know, I ask brokers and agents, you know, how much money you're losing on each sticky note, never mind the one that fell between the car seat. Right. 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 I, I've had agents who told me that they, they'll write down notes on, onto the MLS printouts and two days later they go back and they don't know which client was which home, which, which were the notes, right? There are agents who take their notebooks back to their office and they retype their notes into Word or Excel or some of them might type it into their CRMs and they are the smart ones because I had an agent I asked her for a photo of her notebook she lost her notebook she it's not backed up in the cloud <laughs> right so 
back to what do we do that's cool, we do a few things. First of all, we connect the applications and the information that agents use a lot. So we are connecting their contacts, and if their CRM data is coming into their phone's contacts, we're bringing in their, so we bring in their contacts, we connect it to their calendar, we connect it to the MLS data, we connect it to their photos and their videos, and we connect it to the places they go. So now, all of that information, when you connect data together, it becomes very intelligent and very powerful. So not only is it now becoming this intelligent assistant for the agent, but also it's allowing the agent to be more efficient throughout their day because they don't have to jump from app to app to app to app to manage their business. The information is here. The tools are there. The information is there. I have to cut. I have to paste. I have to copy. I have to think about it, right? Like their brains have to actually synthesize the information from one to the next to the next. We do that for them. So our app is like a personal assistant, and it's with the agent from morning until night. They wake up in the morning. They're still in bed. We will show them their calendar, their events for the day, and if those events are showing, we will bring in the MLS data with the price changes or the status changes. So they have a price drop on the first home that they are about to show. They don't even have to go into the office or check their email. We will show it to them right there in their calendar event. It's very cool. Yeah, thank you. So like that's the power of connecting your calendar with MLS. They want to call to say they, they're lying in bed and they're scrolling through their day and they see that one of the homes they're taking their client to in two hours just went under contract overnight. They don't have to go back into their phone app, search for that client, call that The tool to, to, to call their client is right there. Yeah, right? That's, so, that's super powerful. And And as far as the MLS data, I mean, you showed me how it can it can show a price drop or a price increase. Uh, how often is that data updated? I mean, is it in real time from the MLS? So we use a data intermediary, and it depends on how often they update their data. So different markets, they're actually going to a new, this is a little technical, but they're going to a new platform, let's put it, put it that way, mm-hmm. where the updates will come in every 15 minutes. Awesome. Yeah, so that means while you're out on the road and you have, you're about to go to your next showing, if that price, if that home just had a price drop, we'll tell you. You don't have to go looking for it. You open up My Planet and it will be right there in your calendar. Bam, you hit the pavement with your client. Hey, Joe Client, this home just dropped 2.3% and now don't you look like the hero? <laughs> Right, because you need to be the market expert, right? You need to be that neighborhood expert, and we give you the tool and the inf- tools and the information to do that. After the break, Adrian talks about some of my planet's most exciting upcoming features. Are you thinking about a career in real estate? The CE Shop pre-licensing courses are the best in the industry, available online and constantly updated with helpful insights from industry experts. Even better, the CE Shop students have a 91% pass rate on their licensing exam. Shop for your pre-licensing CE or post-licensing courses online and save 25% on your order by using promo code SHOPTALK. And you mentioned that some agents use, you know, notebooks or paper and pen to keep their notes. 
the real estate industry does have a reputation as being a little old-fashioned and hesitant to change. How do you fight that resistance to technology? By making so, so two things. One is that we, since we started out as a consumer app, we have a very high focus on what we call minimal touch technology. So the agent has to do very little. Like we are syncing in their data from their contacts and their calendar in the MLS. We're interconnecting it for them. We are geolocating it. When they go to a home, you know, we will record that they arrived at that home at 9.03 and then they left at 9.32. We bring in the MLS data. They have not had to do a single thing. All they needed to do was have that phone in their pocket and we are doing the work for them. So, so we are doing 90% of the heavy lifting. Really, the only thing that the agent needs to do, I mean, they have to set up their client list, and depending on their brokerage, if we were to do a deal with their brokerage, we can bring in the, the, the client filters. Not that, you know, the, 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 the client preferences, right, two-bedroom, two-bath, whatever. Um, but they'll have to do that to set up, but that's literally a few seconds per each client. Um, and then once that's set, everything else, starts to, to interconnect on its own. Um, and they'll have to add their notes. And if they went to a home and they didn't have in their calendar, they'd have to tag their client to it. And each of those take three steps, three taps at um, a minimum or three taps at, at a maximum. And we built something that we call the wizard, which will remind the agent after they leave a home that had a listing or if they don't have time, at like 8 o'clock at night while their memory is still fresh from that day, hey, you know, there are two homes you didn't add notes to. And they just tap that notification, and we literally handhold them through the process. They swipe to add their note. They can speak their notes into the phone. We will index every word that's spoken, which means we'll make every word that's spoken searchable for later. And then we handhold them. They just hit next. They one tap to tag their client. Next, one tap, the thumbs up or thumbs down, and they're done. Literally, it takes seconds. Yeah, and I've played with the consumer app. I mean, it is very intuitive. And it seems like in order for the app to work, it really has to have unfettered access to your phone, you know, through the calendar, photos, and location. Uh, how do you respond to concerns of privacy? Yeah, and obviously we, we get this question a lot, right? Yeah, so of course. We, we, we say right on the whole screen, the splash screen, my planet is 100% private. Um, we do not give out your data. Nobody sees your data but for you. So to the extent that your contacts are already on your phone, so there's, there's, two, so there's two answers to it. One is that uh, there's two parts of the answers I should say to it. One is that most of that data, actually all of that data, People don't think about it, but they've already given that data out onto other people's, other companies' servers. So your, your contacts are like, whether they're in your CRM or they're in Google contacts, they're already on Google servers or your broker servers or your CRM servers, right? Your calendar is in Google Calendar or your CRM or on your site that you've already given out. Your photos are usually in iCloud or Google Drive, so Apple and Google already have access to it, and your location is being, it is being collected by your wireless carrier. What we do is we connect all that data for your eyes only, for your benefit, so that now you can see it and you can derive that benefit from it. So 
I think it's kind of um, a sort of a fallacy for us to think that that data is nowhere when we're when we are putting it on the service providers' um, servers anyway. And also, it's already on our phone. So what we do is we just connect it so that you can use it, and we do not give it out to anybody. So basically, you're just picking up the pieces that are already out there and and using them to form a, a cohesive story with them, right? That's exactly right. So the CRM features are key aspects of the app. How do you think this is more convenient than something like Salesforce? So we don't call ourselves a, a CRM. Um, I would think well, the way I think about it is that we're a nice adjunct to a CRM. Okay. So when you know one of the clunky things about CRMs is that it's a lot of manual data entry. Yeah. Right, and so especially when you're in the field and you're having experiences and information and data that you're collecting, and then you have to go back and type it in. So if we were connected to your Salesforce or to your Boomtown or whatever your CRM is, and you're swiping and chatting, you're talking your notes into the into my planet while you're out in the field or when you're at home at night, you know, um, because we, we notify you, that data could sync seamlessly back into your CRM so that we're that field extension of your CRM. And also, we do things that no CRM does, like like in, in no MLS. I, I mean, I showed you this obviously uh, before the call, before our interview. Mm-hmm. But like, we we'll, we have hot sheets in the um, app, but they're like no hot sheet than anyone has ever seen because we connect the hot sheet to your clients to technically like your your CRM, but your clients' preferences. We will show you properties with clients that are interested in those properties because it matched their filters. So here's a property that's a new listing. Bam, three of my clients, this property matches what their where their wish list is, their preference list is. Here's a property where the price dropped 4.4%. Two other clients match that. Nobody does that, right? So that's Thanks. the power of connecting data and not just being a silo like just CRM, just MLS, right? Just Just your people or just your places. That's great. So with the app, what is the, I mean, it's always recording your location and using it in the app. Uh, what is the data usage like? If you're not connected to Wi-Fi, are you, you know, running that data up pretty fast? So actually, no, we are, if you're not using the app at all, because every time you use an app, right, it's, it's going to start to record on at least a battery. Right. But um, we have worked very hard on our uh, tracking, we call it passive tracking because it's tracking in the background. So it's doing it in the background. But when you're not moving, we're not pinging. Hmm. So we got really smart about it. And if you don't use the app and you're using a lot of other apps, you might not even see my planet, let's say, like on your battery screen. Wow, that's great. And also, we store a lot of data locally, like onto the phone itself. So we're not making a ton of like calls to the server. Um, just, you know, when we have to update the MLS data. And you mentioned when you were coming up with the, the real estate version of MyPlanet that you, you had a friend who was a real estate agent. Did you work with any other agents developing features of the app? Um, we did. When we created the real estate version with a very particular real estate features, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, hot sheets. I mean, actually the hot sheets idea came from um, a client of ours. Um, we have comparables in the app that came from a client of ours. But when we came up with the initial layout, there are several agents here who I've become friends with here in New York, who I've become friends with when I was doing my initial diligence and I took to them what we in technology call wireframes, but um, you will laugh, it's a piece of paper. <laughs> that has a screen on it and has the placement of like where the buttons would be and what the information would be. And then I asked them to tap a button on the screen and I put another piece of paper like, oh, this is what it changed to. And so you get their reaction on paper before you actually build it to see is this something that they would be interested in. So yeah, we, we absolutely did product testing before we built it. And do you have any plans for integrating the app with wearables? or other apps that somebody might have on their phone? Yeah, so I mean, we obviously, we integrate right now with your contacts app, mm -hmm. your calendar app, your photo slash video app. We bring in Foursquare Venue data, we bring in Google Place data, we bring in MLS data. Going forward, we will uh, be integrating with various CRMs. Um, we could be integrating with public record data. Um, I mean, we can integrate with, and in a very short amount of time, any kind of information that represents what we call a who, what, where, or when, like a person, uh, a place, an event, calendar applications. Um, what notes we could integrate with Evernote. That's actually on our roadmap so that your Evernotes would come in. And oh, very they, cool. You, yeah, so LinkedIn, we can bring in LinkedIn information, we can bring in Twitter or Facebook, see what your clients have been tweeting about and posting before you meet them so you have that conversation starter. So my planet becomes sort of like a data, a, a, a data center or a hub of your information. And then we will push information back to all these applications because we're not saying only use my planet. If you want to use your calendar to put in your information, you should use your contacts. You put in your information. What we'll do is we'll sync them into my planet. And if you change it in my planet, we'll sync it back to your original source so that you get to keep doing your business the way you do it, but then you'll see the value in my planet of connecting all this information for you. Awesome. So pricing for the app. Ah, pricing for the app. So, you know, we, it depends, like right now, because we're dependent upon MLS data, so we're rolling it out in, you know, sort of geography by geography. Mm -hmm. um, so we look to partner with brokers for them to give it to their, their agents. Um, and, uh, and then we would do, we would do volume pricing. So it depends on the size of the brokerage. But there's two versions of the app that we will um, have out there. One is what we call the basic version, where you get all the hot sheets, you get the hot sheets, you get the data into your calendar, um, and you can tag up to five people as clients, and you can have 40, 40 drives as part of the night, and it's $9.99. That's our initial going out price. And the professional version, which is unlimited everything, is $24.99 a month. Great. And the consumer version, uh, is that one totally free? 
Right now, it is totally free, so I would hop on it. Um, right. We may change that because Google and Foursquare just increased their pricing, so I don't know how much longer we'll be able to give it out for free, but we are going to bring in the mileage tracking into the consumer app and charge for that as a premium service. Um, but we're not really focused on advertising that at all or doing any marketing around the consumer app. We're really focused on the real estate version and making that awesome for the agents to supercharge their business. And really our next, what our next, what we're rolling out next is going to be what we call the client companion app where agents can seamlessly collaborate with their clients, um, sharing listings with them, scheduling appointments, sharing information, brokers, here's, you know, mortgage brokers for you, here's attorneys, where the agent can, where the client can also keep track of, here's all the different homes I've seen, my head is swimming, right, so that they have all that information, so that the, and it would be white labeled for the agent, so that the agent can be that rock star agent for their client. Wow, that sounds great. A lot of cool stuff happening at My Planet. <laughs> A lot of stuff. Oh, and it's, <laughs> it's very cool, so thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, if anybody wants to find out more, like you said, My Planet. Yeah, you know, people should go to My Planet, M Y P L A N I T, like My Planet. It's a little plan where it's myplanet.com um, to see what we're about. There's other features that I didn't talk to you about, like mileage tracking, which we've just recently built in, and it's really smart mileage tracker for agents. So if one of the ends of their drives was a showing or an open, it was a property that had MLS data, we will auto-categorize it for you as a business. If one of the ends of your drive um, overlapped with a calendar or was a, you know about to be a calendar event that you're about to go to that had a client tag to it, we'll auto-categorize it as business. So now your, your reports, your expense reports are writing themselves. And again, John, all the agent needs to do is have this app in their pocket and it's doing all that work for them. We're super proud. In, Inman News reviewed us um, earlier this year, and we got their first ever five-star technology review. So, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. We were super excited. That is awesome. My last question is one I ask of every guest. If you could go back to the beginning of your career, what is one thing you would have done differently? Um, that is a great question. Um, what is one thing I would have done it sounds, it sounds like you've, uh, you've been all over and tried a lot of different things. So. <laughs> I know. I'm like, um, you know, I think I took some time off between um, uh, AOL and starting my planet. I might have shortened that time frame in, in, in retrospect. Um, I say, you know, what the one thing that I would have done differently is I didn't develop um, – I have lots of wonderful connections with people that I've worked with, but I didn't develop strong mentors. Um, and I think if I were to go back, that's something that I would do. Like I always had people, you know, who were in positions that were, you know, higher than me, you know, who I would talk to, but I didn't develop mentors. Um, I didn't consciously develop mentors. Mm -hmm. and. I now mentor uh, young people, people right out of college, people right out of law school, in uh, people in you know high school, high school kids, and I love it. Um, and I think that that's something that's really important. And whether it's a coach or a mentor, but somebody who's been there and done it before, so that 
you can learn from their wisdom and you can exponentially accelerate what you're doing by not repeating, let's say, the lessons that they learned yourself, right? So you learn from their lessons and then you can jump exponentially into the next levels of your career. That's a fantastic answer. Thank you, Adrian, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Shop Talk. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, you should leave us a review. Join us next time as we focus on the new year and all of the planning and possibilities that come with it. Shop Talk is a production of the CE Shop. 